0: So, Chris, since we were about to finish recording our Batman TMNT episodes, I wanted to look for some other popular 80s Batman crossovers, but this time, from TV.
1: Oh, like Scooby-Doo and
0: Batman? Wait, Scooby-Doo meets Batman? Uh, yeah, not that one. Uh, here, I found a tape of a very rare one, Batman meets Rainbow Bright. Wow, Batman, why are we in this dark, scary alley?
2: Rainbow Bright, I wanted to show you something. The reason why I took this as my mission. My never-ending fight against the crime in this city.
0: Uh, I thought we were just looking for the missing color kid. When
2: I was a boy, my parents took me to see a film. And when we left the theater, a criminal gunned them down in cold blood. I watched my parents die right here, Rainbow Bright.
0: This is getting awful dark.
2: And all for some money and my mother's pearls. And that is why I became the Batman.
0: You're pretty scary, Mr. Batman.
2: (laughs) I can't believe this got greenlit.
0: Well, obviously not much came of it. The tonal whiplash was a lot. But anyway, we have one more. I think you'll like this one. It's, well, let's just watch.
2: Protecting Gotham City sure can be a lot. Criminals are everywhere and they don't want to be caught. I can never get away. Sometimes I want to go where no one knows my hero name. I'm Batman! I put away my battery. Sometimes I go as Matches Malone, and sometimes as Bruce Wayne. I want to be where no one knows my game.
0: Well, uh, hiya, Bruce. Good to see ya. Life ain't driving you too, baddie.
2: You don't know the half of it, Sam. Oh, wait. Someone's coming. Is it the Joker? Two-Face? No, it's... Norm!
1: Norm! Oh, wow. That one is out there. Batman and Cheers? I mean, Cheers was really popular. No, I, I get it. It's just really out there. Anyway, I think I prefer sequential art crossovers over these odd TV deals. You ready to talk about comics?
2: Yes!
0: I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's On Infinite Earths.
1: The podcast where nothing will ever be the same.
0: Welcome, readers, to our wrap-up episode of Batman TMNT.
1: Yes, um, this one was a lot of fun. Uh, It was kind of light, kind of airy. It was like a delicious donut.
0: Ooh, donuts. Man, and we're going to talk about pizza, pizza. This, this episode's going to have you hungry, readers. So <laughs> I hope you have a snack.
1: <laughs> what are uh, what are some recommended uh, Chris's on Infinite Earths snacks? It's biscuits. Is there?
0: We, we've talked a lot about biscuits, but I mean, this one pizza's got to be your snack. You have to you eat just, pizza. You do it's it's required. Mm-hmm. So pause this episode. Order yourself a pizza. You can maybe listen a little bit while you wait for the pizza to get here. But uh,
1: you can't finish the episode until you've had pizza. Sorry. Yep.
0: Them's the rules.
1: Them's the rules.
0: <laughs> uh, but we are covering issues number four through six.
1: And just to remind all of you, this is of the very first one of these. There are three Batman TMNT crossovers. This is number one.
0: <laughs> all right. And readers, we have two itunes reviews to read out uh turns out you guys really like to make us have banter so our first itunes review comes from the pariah effect and five stars of course or we wouldn't be reading it a really fun podcast with excellent hosts honestly a great way to catch up on old events while still being thoroughly entertained Could use more biscuit banter.
1: Biscuit banter, (laughs) the hit new podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess before we get to biscuit banter, we have another review as well.
1: Yes. This one is from Adam Reck, and it's five stars. Who's more charming? No one, that's who. Is it possible for a podcast to be more adorable than the Edelman's superb dives into crossover comics? With witty banter, silly bits, and unique takes on a host of different material, every episode of Chris's is a treat. Listen, read along, and smile with some of the best teams in comic podcasting.
0: I thank you, Adam. You're what? not even making us talk about anything.
1: <laughs> I don't know how much more we can talk about biscuits.
0: Um, We could talk about digestive biscuits
1: i've never had one i've
0: never gotten to have one either you but went I, to the uk i i have been there and i i just I, I didn't realize i didn't know maybe i had one and i don't even remember but i was thinking about it because we were at a bonfire last night and having graham crackers with our s'mores because that's just what we do yep. and thinking about those poor folks in the UK. I've never had a graham cracker. And then I thought, well, I've never had a digestive biscuit, so maybe I'm missing out.
1: I always feel like digestive biscuits have to be healthy, but I don't think they are. No. (laughs) But they sound like something that you're supposed to eat when you're having an (laughs) erpy tummy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, But I'm very curious, so...
1: You don't have Pepto Bismol. Well, at least you can have a digestive biscuit.
0: <laughs> but if it's like a graham cracker, it can't be can't be that bad.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I've heard. I've heard it's not unlike one. I think you know the graham crackers are the honey flavor.
0: I'm surprised they haven't shown up in Aldi though, because Aldi tends to tend to get some some more like european type foods that you wouldn't get in a normal grocery.
1: If we had a trader joe's a little closer maybe maybe you could I wonder if there. world
0: market has digestive biscuits. We'll
1: have to give it a shot.
0: Oh, this is this is a new mission, a new biscuit mission. <laughs> a new biscuit mission.
1: <laughs> Buttermilk biscuits, we have we have reached the top of the mountain.
0: <laughs> digestive biscuits, here we come.
1: All right. <laughs> Well, Christy, uh, are you ready to get into this uh, kind of quick, snappy summary?
0: Yeah, summary.
1: Batman slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number four through six. Written by James the IV. Penciled and inked by Freddie E. Williams II. Colored by Jeremy Caldwell. Lettered by Tom Napolitano. Edited by Jim Chadwick and David Pena
0: number 4 dr marine zahir interviews a foot clan ninja at arkham asylum but to no avail as he doesn't even have a name on her way out she is taunted by the joker and feels as though something ominous might happen soon
1: back at wayne manor some pizzas are delivered the Turtles and Batman are training, with Leonardo managing to best Batman in some sparring. Donatello has been conversing with the Justice League on how best to solve their mutagen issue, but mostly it's peanuts.
0: The Turtles convince Batman to try a piece of pizza. But Raphael is suddenly very mad that they aren't focusing on the mission, and he pieces out. Very not-radical.
1: Rachel al and Shredder discuss the dimensional gate, specifically that Dr. Khan had noticed something trying to come through. Shredder activates the gate, and the hockey mask-clad Casey Jones appears, ready to whip some ninjas.
0: Batman drives after the fleeing Raphael, picking him up in the Batmobile. He shows Raphael to Crime Alley, where the death of his parents happened. So, we see that whole deal again. Batman explains his mission to Raphael, and the turtle agrees to rejoin.
1: Meanwhile, Alfred picks up the dimensional gate again, and the other turtles head to the warehouse where they find Casey Jones, who is beat up and alone.
0: Casey explains that the bad guys snatched some canisters of mutagen, which Casey brought to re-up on the turtles' collective sentience.
1: As the issue closes, we see Raish and Shredder with their ill-gotten mutagen, outside of Arkham Asylum.
0: Number 5 Batman, Raphael, and Leonardo meet with Commissioner Gordon at the Bat Signal, where the police commissioner tells the gang of a breakout at Arkham Asylum. The penguin appears to verify these claims before insinuating that the League of Assassins has teamed up with the Foot Clan.
1: On route back to the Bat Cave, Leo collapses as the mutagen starts to wear off.
0: Back at the Bat Cave, the turtles are playing video games with Casey Jones before Robin shows up. And he doesn't know why the turtles are there. It's hero versus hero fight time.
1: The fight is broken up by Batman arriving with Raphael and the collapsed Leo. Casey produces a device given to him by a scientist, Harold, back on their world that will get everyone back to Manhattan. However, if they don't use it soon, they won't get a chance for weeks.
0: Batman tells them to go, saying he and Robin can take down the Foot Clan.
1: Leo thinks that Batman needs his help, and Robin confirms that the rest of the League of Assassins is converging on Gotham. A swift takedown at Arkham will be necessary.
0: A very overconfident Batman still believes he and Robin have this well in hand. The Turtles say their goodbyes, and Batman and Robin depart via Batplane to Arkham.
1: Penguin appears at Arkham, suddenly very bird-like, leading a group of turned animal villains who have undergone mutagenesis to fight the Batman.
0: Issue 6. Batman and Robin fight the animalized villains, but it's soon pretty clear that they're in over their head.
1: The turtles watch all this on the monitors in the Batcave, where it's should-I-stay-or-should-I-go time. Raph defends Batman and says they need to help him, and Casey tells him to choose as the device powers up.
0: Mr. Freeze has covered Batman in ice, and the caped crusader sends his son out of Arkham. Raish
1: and Shredder villain monologue, and instead of the usual villain double-cross, decide that collaboration can be good.
0: As the villains decide to attack the police gathered on the outside of the facility, the Turtles arrive.
1: They free Batman and have brought his Intimidator suit, which is a kind of cool armor.
0: Batman dons the suit to fight Shredder and Al Ghul while the Turtles and Splinter tussle with the other baddies. Batman
1: seems slightly outmatched by both warriors, but the Turtles take the fight to Raish.
0: After a furious fight, Shredder has been defeated, and Splinter has KO'd all the villains. Raish tries to call his assassins, only for Damien to show up and mention that he's beaten them all. Raish smoke bombs away. The turtles still wonder how they'll get home, but in the nick of time, April O'Neil and Casey Jones arrive and say the portal can be open for 20 more minutes. They round up the Foot Clan and bid their goodbyes. Raphael gives Batman his mask and sigh, stating that even though Bats has lost his family that he has a good one now.
1: Back at the Batcave, all is well. The mutagen and the villains is wearing off, and Batman and Robin decide to spend an evening as a family, going over the schematics in the Intimidator suit. The end!
0: All right. So, Chris, what did you think of the wrap-up of this event? Um, it was cute
1: and clean. It was, uh... It was, it was just... It was kind of fun, You know, I feel like I'm going to give it middling praise. It was a very fun ending. It was not like groundbreaking, but it was it was just delightful.
0: Right. I mean, it's not like any new status quo was going to be established in this crossover between IDW and DC. Like, Correct.
1: The, I don't even, you know, it's not even mentioned outside of these. It's not like there's, uh, you know, in like the main Batman title.
0: It needed to be a little self-contained story that wraps up nicely. And that's exactly what it did. It's a fun little read. It's not, it's not earth shattering, mm-hmm. but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is more than we can say about a lot of crossovers.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of them tried to be earth shattering, but miss on the enjoyable part.
1: <laughs> They're earth shattering, but tedious. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of fun stuff that happens in this. I, I feel like the conclusion is definitely convenient. Um, uh, We had like some really high stakes established of if you stay, you know, it's going to be your lives. And there's no way that you're going to be able to get back. And so they made this really hard choice, which was suddenly not as meaningful.
1: I kind of expected to see a scene where we would have had like actual turtles and a rat running around after staying too long and Batman would have had to like remutage in them
0: yeah I mean I guess if we had like several more issues that yeah. could have happened if this
1: was a 12 issue yeah. oh boy they would have had to really stretch this out though
0: yeah I mean and I think then it just would have become tedious
1: yeah I'm wondering how they handle it in subsequent stuff because I, like I don't know if like the mutagen clock remains like an interesting plot development over and over again Mm-hmm.
0: Because this is not the only time they cross over. So no, like, this was a, this
1: was very popular, or popular enough to warrant two sequels.
0: So maybe next time they just come prepped with mutagen,
1: or maybe Batman goes to Manhattan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Could be. Oh, we, we'll have to we'll have to read.
1: We'll eventually have to read it.
0: <laughs> okay. The thing that really got me though was seeing all of the villains. Transformed into post post mutagen. Seeing all of the villains post mutagen was kind of hilarious, but I don't know. It just it seemed seemed like sprinkles that were maybe like not the same color It not didn't fit the color scheme of the cake. I don't know. They they, they weren't like necessary. It was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, it, I feel like the artist was like, I just want to draw Mister Freeze as a polar bear. <laughs>
0: and poor poison ivy is like a, like a bug like a big like praying mantis or something yeah yeah
1: they were like poison ivy is always sexualized not today
0: <laughs> i mean i guess i can appreciate that
1: mm-hmm.
0: harley quinn is like a dog yeah was she a- i don't know
1: some kind of some kind of dog the joker was like a cobra the joker had this moment where he was maybe gonna like I thought, like, completely somehow take over the situation. He kind of talks a big game and it just ends up not yeah, happening. Yeah, because we
0: had that whole, like, seeing him in Arkham and, like, making big threats and I want to get involved, and then...
1: he's like, mildly involved.
0: Right. Yeah. The, the, peng- was... the penguin as an actual penguin, though, was pretty delightful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. They definitely found out I talked to you, so now I'm a penguin, guys.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> he still, de- he just kind of stands there, though. He kind of looks not like fight. weirdly cute.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's kinda I think bird-like. I think what makes penguin not cute is his bird-like features, but turning him into an actual bird was yeah. just cute.
1: The uncanny bird valley gets like <laughs> lapped over. Uh. Yeah, as we know, there's like there there is a a point where a bird-like person gets really creepy before crossing over into like anthropomorphic bird. Suddenly, mm-hmm. you're good. The bird canny valley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: We've done a lot of avian research regarding this.
0: <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. sure, we did.
1: Hey, this joke's got wings.
0: Oh gosh, that might need to be clipped. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We'll cage it, put a cover on it, put it to sleep.
1: Oh, I've got a talent for puns. Oh God! <laughs> All the readers have now switched off their podcasting <laughs> app of choice. Um, oh. We 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 really cannot not talk about the like very famous scene that a lot of people have kind of memed, which is where Batman shows Raphael the alley where his parents died. Which in this comic is this like big emotional moment but if you completely take out of context mm-hmm. it sounds absolutely ridiculous.
0: Right. I mean cuz Raphael is like in this place where he really doesn't trust Batman. He's like this is just like a rich dude who runs around in a suit all the time. Like what's he even doing? Which fair. Yeah. And so he's you know we, we need the compelling backstory to
1: the compelling bat the, story.
0: Oh. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I liked that one. You
1: liked the compelling bat story. The
0: compelling bat story. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now that one has wings.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that it, it definitely it definitely worked within the comic, though the scene. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, out
0: of context. It, out silly. of
1: context. It is an anthropomorphic uh, turtle is talking to a man who dresses up like a bat and he's
2: going this is where my parents died
0: yeah definitely silly but then we have that whole relationship between Raphael and bruce that gets capped off with the giving the mask at the end
1: turtles without masks look weird yeah
0: that was real weird looking (laughs) um he needs to put that back on but also, I kind of hope that, like, Batman puts, like, the mask on the dinosaur in the Batcave or something, like, he trophies it, just like...
1: <laughs> also, Batman doesn't really use size, although, like, <laughs> I was going to say, he doesn't use stabbing weapons, but he does use batarangs, which are little sharp things that he throws at people.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I I have to say, Batman being uh, gone with Raphael for a little bit and kind of leaving, like, Alfred to babysit the teenagers was... It was fabulous. Alfred just needs children to play off of all of the time, because it was delightful.
1: It was pretty good. Uh, one of those teenagers, of course, being being Robin, and I don't think you have ever read a comic with this Robin in it.
0: Well, he's he's the one in Super Sons, right?
1: He is the one in Super Sons.
0: And I have read a few issues of that.
1: Oh, I didn't know you read Super Sons.
0: Well, yeah, you were like, you should read this. And I read a few, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs>
1: Yes, it is. This is the the Robin from Super Sens. Um To the readers who who might not quite know where this takes place, this is Damian Wayne, who is the son of Batman and mm-hmm. um, Talia Al Ghul. It's complicated, but he's he's kind of a little jerk, and he's he just become... like
0: looks like a little jerk. Like he looks like he's got he's got a face you want to punch.
1: Yeah, he's gotten better, and a lot of people really like Damian. But I think when he showed up, like people were like, absolutely not.
0: Mm. Even though their
1: beloved Grant Morrison created him, uh,
0: Hmm. I mean he's he's a different sort of Robin. He's not not like plucky young lad.
1: He would never say "Gee whiz, Batman" or anything.
0: (laughs) No, no.
1: Although there is this this moment where you definitely get like the he is definitely a kid where he has to leave Batman. Mm
0: -hmm. Now there is a moment where one of the villains calls uh, Batman. Uh, Robin's grandpa. That's Raish. Yes. Yes. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. They're calling Raish. Oh, I get it now. I thought they were calling, got it. Got it. I thought they were calling Batman grandpa. And you're like,
1: he is old.
0: And I, I was like, that's confirmation. Batman's old. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Oh, no, Need to sorry. pay better attention to, uh, to the the text i guess mm-hmm. where those bubbles are going i need i need to find that now who who says who calls who calls or who says grandpa that's going to take too much time <laughs> it's going to take too much time still doing it
1: <laughs> still going
0: to do it uh, i mean speaking of difficulties with text i tweeted about this but dc the dc app for comics um,
1: it's not great.
0: No, not,
1: I, at least not currently. I, I got to give it like some slack because it's still kind of
2: new. But, yeah. Uh mm-hmm.
0: Like the the text just being hard to read and resolution not not fabulous. Oh. Okay. Okay. So now I see. That's a very long little tail on that speech bubble but it is batman who says take it up with your grandfather right. talking to robin
1: about Raish. yeah mm-hmm. who is who is definitely his grandfather
0: i thought it was perhaps it, wait, who who's the elephant who became the elephant
1: uh show it show me the picture that's bane
0: Oh, yeah. I thought it was maybe Bane saying it at first when I looked at it. Or Penguin. Yeah. I don't know. But it's obviously Batman when I look at it closer. Right. And which is just a little disappointing now. Bane
1: is not quite as related to Talia Al Ghul in the comics as in the the movie where he's popular and says things like, He talks in this kind of voice, Batman.
0: <laughs>
1: I really want to imagine the elephant talking in that voice.
0: <laughs> Oh, with the trunk with the trunk oh the occasional oh let's see if I can do the elephant noise nope
1: we're keeping this in
0: I can sometimes do it hold on
1: no. alright now we're cutting I'm just... this out You're just spitting all over the microphone (laughs) And me I
0: I was always so impressed My dad could do an awesome elephant noise Mm -hmm. Growing up Man Oh wow No, I'll just keep spitting on things
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I was writing The Cold Open I kind of wanted to put in the Rainbow Bright bit uh, Something with Bane And like (laughs) There's a bad guy in Rainbow Bright Called like the Shadow King But he's only in like one episode So I was like, oh, it's not going to work
0: like, I definitely remember watching Rainbow Bright growing up, mm-hmm. and I remember that she had her little, like, stars that she would get, like, rainbow magic in. They would just shoot out rainbows and do all sorts of awesome things. But I, beyond that, plot-wise, mm-mm. I
1: didn't watch any Rainbow Bright. Watched a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Granted, there is a lot more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than there is Rainbow Bright. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure like most of the stuff that we watched as kids, like as kids we watched either like VHSs that my parents recorded from the TV mm-hmm. or Disney movies. Yes. Mhm. And that was that was like it. Well, you know. <laughs> I think we still have most of the VHSs too, truth be told, in my parents basement.
1: Well, back to uh back to Batman and TMNT. <laughs> Do you think that Do you think any of the turtles get kind of a bad arc? I feel like poor Donatello in this, unlike or or just like in a lot of things, gets kind of like lo- like ignored or like overlooked.
0: Right. I feel like there was probably some really great opportunities for him to have smart and creative solutions to some mm-hmm. of the problems that they had here, but he's just kind of like background.
1: Right. Even more so than Leo, who gets a moment where he's like, you know, like he's, starting to mutate he's weak back.
0: In, yeah. yeah. You know, Mikey always gets funny yucks, but I yeah, I think I think they did Donatello dirty.
1: I think everything does Donatello dirty. They don't they don't know how to write the smart ninja. Readers, if you got a really good Donatello story, you let me know. <laughs> I want I want those Donny tales. <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Oh.
1: Did you like that the intimidator armor? Had little, like, colored spots. and it That was...
0: matched the turtles!
1: <laughs> do you think they put them on there?
0: I don't know, but it seemed pretty intentional.
1: It, th- it definitely seemed intentional. It definitely also seems like something Batman would not do. Right? <laughs> he always puts things in grays and blacks. He's like,
2: this time, colors. I need purple. <laughs> this would really make it pop. <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I kind of enjoyed that.
1: Uh, I don't know know how I feel about the Intimidator suit as a concept. I feel like it just didn't need to be there, but sometimes...
0: Isn't, like, Batman's regular suit intimidating?
1: Sometimes people like to put Batman in a suit. It started with, as far as I know, with Dark Knight Returns, where he Mm. was in the future, and he needed to fight Superman. Mm. So he put himself in this, like, super technological suit to try to tussle with Superman. And it's come up a few times since then. I feel
0: like it would inhibit his movement.
1: I just feel like, Sh- like Shredder. Shredder's still just, like, a dude. I mean, he's a ninja, but, you know, he doesn't have, like, like He's a ninja powers. and a cult leader. Yeah, but, like, I feel like Batman should have just been able to beat him. I mean, he did eventually, like, he, like, you know, got out of it. his suit, got all wrecked, and he did have to fight him mano mono. We even got that cool, like, page with all the panels in the background of, like, punches and stuff, and then, like, tussling in the middle, which I like sometimes, and then sometimes think are... It's like a cop out. It's just supposed to make you look at it and go, Oh, they fought for like a while.
0: I don't know. That's effective.
1: Yeah. It works for comics. It's conservation of space. Like mm-hmm. it's better than like that over 12 pages. That would have been right. pretty awful. No,
0: nobody needs that. Nobody needs that.
1: <laughs> nobody needs that. So that's my nitpicking. I did love some of the ridiculousness in this. Anything pizza related was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Where they get Batman to try the piece of pizza.
0: Yeah. Which is astonishing to me that Batman hasn't had pizza.
1: Batman doesn't eat carbs, you know that.
0: That's no way to live your life, readers.
1: (laughs) He's like, I just imagine uh, there was a bit in wrestling where, when Dean Ambrose was in the WWE, where he was backstage and he like came up and started talking to Finn Balor, and Finn Balor is like the most cut dude, and uh, (laughs) Ambrose is like. For God's sakes, man, eat a carb! And he has a, like a donut or something, and Finn like takes like one tiny bite out of it, but it's supposed to be like a like like a triumph sort of thing. <laughs> it was silly, but I I, I kind of felt like that. Like, come on, man, eat a carb! <laughs> but as we know, the the mutant ninja turtles are teenaged, which means they have very high metabolisms.
0: Mm-hmm. And readers, I hope by now your pizza has arrived. <laughs> and you are consuming it while listening to this podcast. And if not, I'm very sorry mm-hmm. that you know you're not en- you're not eating a carb.
1: <laughs> Please, every time you listen to Chris's, just eat a carb, just one, at least one, one carb.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If it's like an M&M, yeah, that's I don't I don't know I don't think one M&M is a carb. I think you got to eat a few.
0: Do you think that would create like a the Pavlovian response?
1: Oh, Chris's starts up and someone's like, oh, I need something starchy.
0: <laughs> you need a biscuit.
1: You need a biscuit.
0: <laughs> Every time you listen.
1: If we ever make a shirt, it's going to be like Chris is on Infinite Earths and there's going to be something biscuity on it.
0: <laughs> oh. but yeah, I think, I mean, I think I enjoy it. I enjoy this quite a bit. Are we ready to get into... um, We
1: have more questions than I thought.
0: We have a decent amount of questions. Yeah. Yeah. We ready to get into questions?
1: Yeah, let's do questions then, accolades. If any of you are interested in asking questions, the best way to do so is to follow us on Twitter at Chris's Pod And uh, probably just subscribe to our tweets because we don't tweet that much. But we do tweet out the opportunities to ask us questions.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Uh, yeah, if you subscribe to us, it's not like you're going to get overwhelmed by a ton of stuff. No, we really only tweet out the important stuff.
1: Four times last week, maybe (laughs) one of them was a poll to see if uh, other people thought that DC crossovers were as bad as we did. Um, (laughs) And they did. But uh, And then you can ask us questions in response to when we call for them, and we would be glad to answer them. <laughs> Play Comics Cast asks, would you rather have a modern remaster of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Batman? Now, he's posted pictures of the game, so I'm the wondering if games. he means the video games, because I think Batman has been modern remastered like a billion times. Like recently, he has a movie coming out with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like
0: mm-hmm. I don't know,
1: like next year or something. Um, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a movie somewhat recently, so I'm gonna assume he means games.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with turtles because I feel like that would be more bright and fun and interactive than a Batman game, and I just like bright and fun video games.
1: Uh, it, it opens up for two players or for multiplayer yeah, in a yeah. way that Batman does not.
0: Yeah, like if you're like two player with Batman, you, the, the second player's got to be like Robin. I
1: would love to be Robin. Oh, okay. You could always play Batman if there was a two player. One thing that I do, that I would love for a modern remaster of Batman, and I've never been able to say this on the podcast because it's never come up. I want a Batman game where the visual style is like the 1960s Batman show. But it's a Uh, modern game with modern design, and so when you like hit people, you can do like bam, pow.
0: See, I would, I would like that.
1: Yeah, I want that so much. And like, even some of the mechanics could be kind of like weird and kitschy for things like that.
0: That would be delightful. I would just not want like a Dark Knight type video game. You
1: wouldn't want an an Arkham Asylum series game, which uh, those are the ones that have been coming out. Yeah, those are good games, but they are very dark.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I not no shade to anybody who enjoys that.
1: Just not just Christie. does not, not my bad. The Lego Batman games are a little more bright and cheery, as they
0: I tend love to the be. Lego games. I love them so much. Give me them puzzles.
1: All right. Uh the next question comes from Xavier Files at Xavier Files on Twitter. What does Batman like on his pizza?
0: <laughs> not carbs. Uh, he'd be like the type to get no cheese and like just veggies on top of the pizza. Probably chicken. Yeah, oh god.
1: It's you, awful. You're right not now. a fan of chicken on pizza?
0: Mm, maybe like a buffalo chicken or like a is Buffalo it pizza? chicken,
1: barbecue chicken. There's an like owl.
0: okay, if you had a pizza where the sauce was a barbecue sauce and you had the chicken and then you had like like a like a cream cheese like almost make it like a buffalo chicken dip on top of a pizza. Those exist. Yeah, well, I've never had one, but You've it sounds... You've never had a
1: buffalo chicken pizza? Uh,
0: maybe, but not, oh. like, in the exact way that I've just described.
1: Oh, maybe not with the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty good, though. We used to uh, make buffalo chicken pizzas at sp- various places I worked with wing yeah. sauce.
0: But Batman wouldn't have the cheese. No. Or it'd be, like, goat's cheese.
1: Goat cheese is good.
0: It doesn't, like, melt right on a pizza.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't... It, st- it kind of stays where where it is.
0: Or maybe maybe he'd have a nice margarita pizza. Maybe he'd Those want like, like he'd a, want thin crust. a thin crust, like brick oven made. That I c and I could get behind that kind of pizza.
1: I just imagine him ordering and they're like, What would you like, sir? Margarita pizza. Would you like the olive oil spritzer on the crust? Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also think he likes olives. Oh. Both kinds. Yeah. They're salty. Both like kinds
0: him. on the pizza? Black and green. Mm. i mm-hmm. I've only ever had black olives on a pizza.
1: Oh, there's some places that do green olives. Green huh. olives on a pizza is a little odd, but I can get behind it. All right. Next question comes from my writing brother in arms, uh, Robert Secundus, at Robert Secundus, asks, what's your favorite thing to say to the TMNT theme song? So have you seen these tweets where... A bot has has like made the TMNT banner, but it's something that rhymes with it.
0: Um, um,
1: so, for example, and a lot of times they're Wikipedia articles.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a so there's a whole
1: yeah wiki title account. singable to TMNT theme song. Oh, like there's harder, better, faster, stronger. Franklin Street Financial Partners. <laughs> so I have two favorites. Um, the first one I ever saw was list of mines in Nova Scotia. Uh-huh. And I particularly like that one because I'm just imagining list of mines in Nova Scotia. But I also really like Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is uh, one of the translations of the Bible.
0: This is like a revelation to me because I have never seen these and I'm just like <laughs> scrolling down what Rob has linked to us here.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a ton.
0: Oh, man. I don't know who Gertrude Harris Boatwright Clater is, but that sounds awesome.
1: That is pretty good. <laughs>
0: Oh, these are fun. Thank oh, you, yeah. Rob. <laughs> Man, I guess I need to follow more people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Especially the wiki title singable to TMNT theme song people. Um, the next one is from at dipping underscore sauce. That's a friend of the show, Aaron, who asks, can we hear your best Batman impressions? I'm done.
0: <laughs> I've done
1: so many. I'm losing my voice. Um
0: uh I am recovering from a lost voice, which actually may be helpful in getting those low gravelly notes um so here here goes I'm Batman, perfect. there we go. no, I feel like I feel like I, that register wasn't there yet, Not- okay,
1: get there, okay, get there, christy. I'm Batman, yeah, yeah, all right.
0: This is the alley where my parents were killed.
1: <laughs> I like your Batman voice. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question comes from Adam Rack at Arthur Stacey on Twitter, who's asking the best mutanimal of the mighty mutanimals. <laughs> so I did not know what the heck the mutanimals were. Um, we probably should have had Adam oh, on this episode.
0: We should have, but readers, this is like the busiest time of year for me. Cause I'm, I'm in the middle of like musical season. Right. We got a show. Actually we'll have a performance the day this podcast drops. So,
1: it's, yeah, it would have <coughs> taken too much time to edit. Mm-hmm. But they are a spinoff of the TMNT crew where it's, it is much like these villains, the like humans who are turned part animal. By oh, the
0: when I saw that question, I just assumed he meant all the villains that had been transformed.
1: No, although uh, my favorite is Ray Filet, originally known as Man Ray, who is a marine biologist named Jack Finney who turned into a ray. Uh, ray
0: fillet, that is amazing. Ray fillet
1: is a very good name. Um, let me, we can have a picture of the mighty mutant animals. Look at the one who's a ray. He looks so mad.
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, I saw what's who's wingnut and screw because those sound like fun names. That is
1: that, is, that all. That's a that's a pretty good name. Wingnut and screw loose. Uh, wingnut is a vampire bat, um, and. His partner is a mosquito named Screwloose.
0: Oh, I love that!
1: They're both blood <laughs> blood suckers.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: Man, oh. there's just the, there's a deepness to the DMT.
0: A rabbit hole. <laughs>
1: All right, this is probably I'm going to save this one for last, so we're gonna we're gonna skip one. This one comes from at Josh Gar- at Josh Garvey. Poor life choices asks in the vein of this and the old Scooby-Doo Batman Team-Ups what weird cross promotions would you enjoy?
0: I feel like we heard some really great ones in that Cold Open.
1: Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I would enjoy those. Um
0: I hope you did, readers.
1: <laughs> we hope you did. Um Batman and if 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 he's saying like Batman and X. Um I would have loved Batman and the SWAT cats, which the SWAT cats were a uh or like a a cartoon of my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman and Animaniacs, I think, would be a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Batman and Archie has shockingly not happened.
0: Huh. Man. I was never like a huge Sailor Moon fan, but I was thinking about Batman and Sailor Moon.
1: You know, I was telling my mom about my plans for the cold open and how we were going to pair it with some other popular 80s properties. And she was like, oh, Sailor Moon. I was like... Mm-hmm technically you're right but like by the time it came to America and like became popular that was not in the 80s
0: yeah I I definitely like bought the little figurines with like my chore money at the dollar store I thought they looked really cool but I don't really remember ever getting like super into the show.
1: Do we need to watch Sailor Moon and then make a podcast about it? No. A thing that no one's
0: done? (laughs) A lot of people. I know.
1: People who have been on this podcast (laughs) have made Sailor Moon
0: podcasts.
1: (laughs) Uh, Josh has another question. Who had more fun accessories, the turtles or Batman? Not even hard. I feel like Batman always had the cooler accessories in the 90s. I had like an Arctic Batman toy. Mm. Assuming he means toys. I mean, even in like... If you means not in toys like in the cartoons or the comics, I feel like Batman definitely wins cuz the turtles I think mostly stayed toward their sort of ninja-esque weapons. Mhm. I think their their toys kind of got some wild stuff, but Batman had like the most wild toys. He had like a snowmobile and a boat and a plane and like many cars.
0: Yeah, he seems like he has the most stuff whether or not you're talking about like action figures, or just
1: just in life, yeah. It's a one like percent. The,
0: the the turtles kind of just have what they carry.
1: Yeah, they're, they're kind of minimalists. Mm-hmm. Pizza and minimalism—that's the turtles.
0: It's the life I can get behind.
1: <laughs> uh His last thing is more of a comment, which is: Did you ever see that frame from the TMNT movie where you can see the actor's eyes in the animatronic suit? Oh! messed up
0: I have not looked for that or come across that.
1: I haven't either. Uh that would that would mess me up though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's hoping it doesn't come across. Thanks for not linking it.
1: <laughs> All right, um at uh Rune G Garrett Rooney asks, "Both Batman and the Turtles have ranged from dark and gritty to light and comedic. Do you think they mix together best when they match in tone or would a clash of tones be more interesting?"
0: It's like a sweet and salty mixture. You got to have a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think that one has to be completely goofy and one not. Although it would be absolutely wild if we did this with so the the turtles being gritty was more of the original turtles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they they kind of like lightened them up for the cartoon. They
0: cowabungaed them.
1: They cowabun. They got they got bunged. <laughs> um, I would love the opposite where it is like Batman sixty six meets the Murder Turtles. Oh, I think that would be kind of fun.
0: I don't know if my brain would wrap around that tonally.
1: You don't think your brain would wrap around the murder turtles tonally?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just
1: Those early comics are very bloody for, for parodies. I'm
0: not I'm not I'm not doubting you. I'm just it's not my exposure to them. So it would just feel very strange.
1: Are you ready for our final question? If Batman's four Robins decided to dress up as the TMNT for Halloween, which would dress up as each turtle and the other way around? So I'm going to start with the turtles, where I am convinced they would all dress as Dick Grayson, because Dick Grayson is basically the ultimate ninja turtle. (laughs) I'm going to get a lot of emails about that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So... The four Robins,
1: in this case, are Dick Grayson, Mm -hmm. Jason Todd who is a serious boy, Um, Tim Drake, who is a good boy, and Mm. Damien, who is not a good
0: boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure within the stipulations of this question, if the four each have to dress as different turtles, or if some of them could dress as the same, like,
1: I think let's do, let's just do, let's do a one-to-one pairing. I think that'd be more interesting.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, Damien's got to be Raphael, right?
1: Probably. Mm -hmm. Jason Todd could maybe make a good case for Raphael, but I think he has more of a sense of humor than Damien, even though he has been, he has had a a rough time of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Who would be our Donatello?
1: Oh, Tim would be Donatello.
0: Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. And then Leo would be.
1: I think Leo, this is tough. I, I'm, it's When we weird. were
0: talking about this earlier, I said, I don't think any of them are Leo because Batman's Leo.
1: That's maybe true. In which case, maybe if that's the case, I think Jason would also go as Raphael and um, Dick would maybe go as Mikey. Mm-hmm. Dick is Dick is interesting. He has like a sense of humor a lot, but he is also like a capable, kind of serious figure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, if anybody went as Leo, I'd say maybe Dick.
0: But, okay, but then I mean, where would Mikey fall?
1: Yeah, um, that's a tough one too.
0: I don't. Th- I don't think there's a clean one-to-one on no, this. I
1: think you're right. Mm-mm. That's the that's the best we got, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I, I am firmly of the belief that the four turtles would l- all love to go as Dick Grayson because he is not unlike a Ninja Turtle.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: They would see him as a kindred spirit. Well, are we ready to get into accolades?
0: Yeah, accolades. All right, Chris, so what was your best line?
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's boring at this point, but I had to give it to, this is where I watched my parents die, Raphael. it's just, <laughs> it's still so much. I think it's literally why we covered this crossover, is because that line is so viral.
0: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a that's definitely a standout. Yes, my best line in part I chose because of the awesome lettering. Uh, it's um uh, uh, the panel of Mikey uh, where someone was I think someone was asking where Batman and Raphael were, and Mikey says. They're out on secret Batman missions doing secret Batman things. And secret Batman missions and secret Batman things is in this really fun font. It just looks so fun.
1: Yeah, I got to give it to the letterer. I think uh, there was some really good lettering in Mm -hmm. these issues. Mm -hmm. That is a very good line. Uh, How about your coolest moment?
0: Well, my coolest moment, I'm kind of nervous about saying right now, because I feel like you, you threw some shade at uh, these these types of pages earlier on, mm. but I went with my coolest moment of where Batman is fighting Shredder, and we see, like, them, and then the background is just, like, tons of panels, like, what, like, 20 little panels of their fight behind them. No, I, I... I, I...
1: I threw some shade at it, but also talked about the necessary inclusions of it. Sometimes,
0: I just thought it looked cool. Yeah, it he's, does look cool. He's in his intimidator suit with a uh, with turtle colored <laughs> bat symbols on it.
1: Yeah, as one does. <laughs> oh. So my coolest moment was, um, even though I think it's goofy, the reveal of the animal villains. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to kind of look through.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And it was a fun uh, close to an issue,
0: hmm. and just kind of identifying. Oh.
1: Yeah, the who's there's who. Scarface. Like
0: some of them are really obvious and then some of them to me I was like, mm, I don't know. Well, they
1: pulled out like like Scarface who's like a guy who has like a like a ventriloquist doll and that guy I I think if you read a lot of Batman, you know about him, but if I, I don't think he's like a casual Batman villain. I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever been in a movie. Right. Um so yeah, that was cool.
0: What about your greatest hero?
1: I'm going to give it to Casey Jones.
2: Mm.
1: because uh, he came to save the turtles and there was definitely like a pretty distinct possibility that he was going to be sent to like an, a, a horrifying dimension or something. It said, but he was like, well, I got to come. And as soon as he shows up, he starts beating up people with hockey sticks. Yay. I love Casey Jones because uh, he works really great in Batman because, um, and there's that bit in the dark night early on
0: mm-hmm. where there's
1: people who are Batman imitators who are trying to catch, Crooks. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we're trying to help you. And he's like, I don't need any help. <laughs> and then they're like uh, he he ends up saying the line, I'm not the one wearing hockey pads. <laughs> he is the one wearing hockey pads.
0: <laughs> oh, he is. But he it is. means a
1: very different thing when you <laughs> land where you can just get away with that.
0: Um well, my greatest hero, I am giving to the concept of comic book science.
1: <laughs> yeah which just they just kind of like go explain and wave their hands and then it's fine
0: <laughs> and if i have to give it to a person i don't know who harold is but i guess harold because he figured it all out
1: he's their scientist friend
0: yeah, yeah. i mean i i got that i mean i just he doesn't actually we don't actually see him in the comic so no so comic book science. Good job for always getting us out of them scrapes.
1: Yep. Ooh, wish we had some of that in real life.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: So uh, what is your Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy, Christy?
0: My Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy has to go to our villains with the... Uh, maybe not to the villains who had the mutagen and were transformed, but to the fact that that was, that was like their master plan. They, I mean, they got all the foot ninjas and the villains seem like they mostly would have already been on their side but just be like yeah you're animals now too
1: they also didn't turn themselves into animals which which made it seem like they also thought it was like somewhat distasteful
0: right like poison ivy was transformed against her will
1: yeah Oof. uh well it's daily devil because that is silly as heck
0: <laughs> hey Matt D. wilson it's uh...
1: It is, uh, so there's some really goofy stuff in this. There's the bit where Batman eats the pizza and says, it's good. Like he's never had a piece of pizza before. And it's literally this like, this like built up to moment. And I think even the art itself looks a little doofy. Like he's like, (laughs) got this kind of grin on his face. Mm -hmm. There's the, these, uh, these injuries were caused by ninjutsu or whatever. Oh my god! That was also silly. And the the animals being turned into or the villains being turned into animals was also silly. Those are those are my my three silliest bits in this uh, this <laughs> crossover.
0: Oh. All right. Well, readers, thank you for tuning in. uh, And thank you once again to our folks that have reviewed us on iTunes.
1: Yeah, you can review us on iTunes as well. Uh, Give us those five-star reviews. And just like the Pariah Effect in Adam Reck, you will be read out on the program. Mm
0: -hmm. And you can even, uh, if you slide uh, just the right sort of comments into your five-star reviews, we may talk about, you know, whatever it is that you suggest.
1: Maybe. Let's not, it's not uh, necessarily. Maybe.
0: Maybe we've moved on from biscuits. I don't know. Have we fully covered biscuits?
1: <sighs> there's a lot. of There's a lot about biscuits. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, aside from iTunes reviews, how else can people support our podcast? Uh,
1: well, you can leave us reviews on any podcast platform if you'd like, or even five star reviews on Facebook. We're facebook.com slash Chris's pod. You can send us uh, donations in $3 increments on our Ko-fi page www.ko-fi.com slash Chris on infinite earths or support us in a more monthly basis on www.patreon.com slash Chris's pod, where if you support for long enough, uh, you can get some really cool stuff. We have a patron who I believe maybe even, maybe even the next crossover is going to be their choice or it might be the one after that. But, and then uh, we also have a permanent accolade coming up from a longtime supporter.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so I think if you—it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna shake things up.
1: Yeah, so if you want to uh, support the podcast in that way, just uh, log on, log on to Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just otherwise tell your friends about us. Um, this is still not the largest podcast out there.
0: <laughs> we
1: we did chart. Yeah, you know. Just saying, until it is, I'm gonna proselytize.
0: <laughs> we aren't even advertising HelloFresh yet.
1: <laughs> we are not.
0: Blue apron.
1: Call us Hello Fresh. <laughs> uh,
0: we haven't sold anybody a mattress no. or snacks.
1: Or an, or underwear or stamps. <laughs> Me or
0: told them about Squarespace.
1: Stampundies.com <laughs> That's that's everything. That's all, that's all the podcast ads. There's six or whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh, But other things that you should be checking out uh, by us, if you haven't already, is our Dawn of X write-ups over at XavierFiles.com. That's
1: right. Myself and uh, writing partner Robert Secundus are covering X-Men.
0: And myself and my writing partner, Vishal Galapoli, are covering Marauders and we also have some fabulous um fr- our friends yeah council council mates council mates council mates that are covering the rest of the dawn of x line as well it looks like uh, for
1: the foreseeable future on xavierfiles.com if it is remotely x related it is going to be covered
0: exciting times to be an x fan
1: definitely oh you can follow us uh, at twitter At Chris's Pod, the same on Facebook, or you can email us at chrissoninfiniteearths at gmail.com.
0: And until next time.
1: Slay your enemies, and all you desire shall be yours.